Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh. It's for you, play and pay, and we spit it every day, and we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. You are listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. We're trying to get Ray on the line. So you know what it is. RayandTayToday.com. Let's see. I think Ray is coming on with us. Ray, you there? Hello, hello. It's championship season, and we're here to talk about it. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray, Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. The NBA Finals, wow. We'll talk about it. We'll end with a little Stanley Cup final. Ray, my question to you is what we saw, you predicted, I think, five. I had seven. This went back to the start of the season. The dominance, the, I hate to say redemption because it's a new roster, maybe the revenge, but the question is out there now with obviously Durant MVP. We'll get to that in a minute. But with the Warriors dominant, are they up to snuff as one of the greatest teams ever compared to the 87 Lakers, 96 Bulls, 84 Celtics, et cetera? Where do you place this Golden State Warriors team just this year, this team with Durant and the posse? I think you have to think about the last couple of years because even though Durant's new winning 73 games and losing, I think that shapes this team, their hunger, their striving to be excellent, their, their notion that the regular season doesn't really matter. It's all about the playoffs. But I have to say this team has got to be up there. First of all, this playoff run may have been the best of all time, uh, all going 15-1. and one. But this team has got to be up there because, remember, this is a new NBA. The rules are different. So in an era where you can't really defend and you can't really get physical and you can't really play bully ball, you have to play more open. It's more fluid. It's more offensive friendly. Nobody does it better than the Golden State Warriors. And, by the way, we keep forgetting this team doesn't get enough credit for being really, really good defensively. So 
in an era where, you know, we grew up old school with big men, right, where, 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 where you built your team around the big men. This team has no legitimate big men, but they have four legitimate all-stars and some really good role players. I mean, we'll talk about Andre Iguodala, the finals MVP for a couple of years ago. So, you know what, in this era, given the era and given what we know and given how basketball is played now, this is one of the best teams of all time. You're probably right. And what's so fascinating about it, Ray, is people underestimate how great they are defensively. And even you saw in the beginning of the game, Zaza, even with some of his silly fouls, he was affecting the game. He was a terror defensively in terms of, you know, they got some baskets on him, but just his blocking out, keeping the ball alive, offensive rebounds, Durant and, and, and really Draymond and Clay, but Durant stepping up to really give them a third defender and, you know, in the starting lineup with the effort it's pretty impressive, especially the way Durant got on the boards. I mean, he wound up, what, 35, 6, and, like, 3 for the for the finals. Like, that's insane. We know LeBron, what, like, 32, 12, and 10, the triple-double. But Kevin Durant, the MVP, also was someone way better than average on the defensive end. And, honestly, we spoke about this off air, man. Give, let's give Andre and David West some love. Big game five, and honestly, with Clay only scoring 11, Ray, if Andre doesn't drop his 20, I don't know if the Warriors necessarily win this game. They kind of miss Clay, especially when, even though no Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, that 25 points with Kyrie and LeBron's 41 was was pretty legit. Would you say? I mean, did, uh, they really needed Andre in a way. Look, I think they still win this game. I think they're so much better than the Cavs are. But you're right, the roster allows for different people to contribute at different times. And that's why I told you something that I thought I would never say, but it didn't matter what LeBron and Kyrie did because if you're in an offensive shootout with this team, you just don't have enough bullets in the holster. You know what? LeBron averaged 35, no, 33, sorry. Kyrie averaged almost 30. That's 63 points a game, and it just wasn't enough because this team has Andre Udala come off the bench and do his thing. Has, you know, Livingston didn't even have a great series doing his thing. But but they have, you know, besides the big four, and the big four may be the best big four, you know, uh, of all time with the the lack of, of, you know, a, a true big man. Um, this big four, man, they're both, you know, they're all, they all are great offensively. Maybe Jeremy is not great, but he's definitely good. Um, wait, 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 but be honest, though, they're not stopping Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, they're James not. Because it's a I, hard for me. I know errors, errors are different, and you have to choose what rules you're playing with. But if we go back to 80s and 90s rules with the physicality, how much do you think it takes off? Now, these, in any era, these great players are great players. But we've seen when you get more physical with Clay and Steph, per se, and even Kevin, they're not quite as great as they might be in this era of, of rules. You know what 100%, I mean? So 100%, I, I would wonder. You're 100% right. You're 100% yeah. right. Look, I, th- I think each of these players individually could go and be – really good in any era, 
But if you put the four of them, and I'm talking about the big four, you know, maybe Draymond Green can play in any era because he could, you know, he's a oh, fan. Yeah. Uh, he, he could do his thing in any era. And maybe Kevin Durant, by being 6'11", is just a, a terror, oh, yeah. nightmare matchup. But you're oh, right. Worthy you and put, Dr. J and Larry Bird, they're not stopping Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, but if you put them, what they might do is throw an elbow to his neck and throw his game off a little bit. And so, <laughs> you know, if you put the four of them – in a different era, they'll get banged around a lot. I'm not sure, you know, like like Isaiah Thomas when he caught those uh, that elbow from Carl Malone and needed, uh, you know, what did he need? Like 25, 30 stitches. Um, you know, I'm not sure how these guys would would react. Steph Curry, I'm not sure with all of his dancing around if he got if he got checked a little bit, um, you know, in the perimeter, they wouldn't be as dominant. So. So era has to matter with this team, especially the way it's constructed, because I think they're as good as it gets in this era of basketball when there's not a lot of true big men and there's not a lot of physicality in the game. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, let's talk about the MVP, and then we can get to sort of what happens with these teams next year in the future. Kevin Durant, it was really a validation and I thought, regardless of how we think the move was not something that we agree that most superstars would or should do, the fact is he did it, and he did it for, I think, lifestyle change, wanting to get the ring, but I think he also did it because it made him happy to play with guys that he enjoys playing with, sharing the ball, and I think it, was, it turned out to be a complete win-win-win for Kevin Durant, his mama, and, you know, Wanda Durant, and just the whole Durant family. And, you know, as soon as that championship was over, and even with 30 and 40 seconds left, you saw him kind of put his hands down on the court, that relief, that, that feeling. I felt so happy for the guy. Ten years in, his, his first chip, an MVP, four scoring titles, He's legit, and we had this debate, you and I and our friend Hank call it to the show off air, where do we sort of rank him as small forwards? And, and I was kind of saying that not only will he get this one, but then he, with him winning the MVP and he might be on deck for two or three chips, that you're going to see him soar up that list, and I think eventually, um, Ray, he might be a top three scoring leader of all time. When it's all said and done, I think he's got easy five or seven years left. I think LeBron, I think Kevin Durant is going to be second only to LeBron James at small forwards. Um, I think clearly that's where we're headed. And right now you could play some three or four, you know, I don't know. But Kevin Durant is the real deal. And the way he played against LeBron was a huge statement, Ray. I think he is so stamped as legitimate, legitimate, legitimate. I don't think right now he's better than LeBron, but he's he's definitely right there eye to eye. Like now becoming an equal, he needs three rings, right? But I mean, in terms of just in this day, like next season when it tips off, he's the second best player. I think he's ahead of Kawhi. I think he made that statement, and I want to know how you view that. So you know, Kawhi's my guy, right? There's very few people that can you can count them on one hand that can take over the game on offense and can take over the game on defense. And Kawhi's one of those. 
So it's to me, it's Kawhi, LeBron James, maybe an Anthony Davis, and that's about it. So, so you know, I, it, it kind of when, when it comes to Kawhi versus versus Durant, it comes to you know, do you how do you value offensive dominance and how do you value defensive dominance? So, but, but right. we can talk about that later. I mean, this, this is Durant's moment, and Durant deserves everything he gets. Now, the one thing I will say about Durant is that he – people forget how good of a soldier he was when he re-upped in uh, Oklahoma City. Remember, he had that chance four or five years ago to test free agency, to leave. He signed at, what was it, like 1201 – he signed during the free agency. You know, as soon as you could become a free agent, it was quiet. There was no press release. There was no nothing. So he did it time in Oklahoma City. And you know what? He deserves everything. Well, he did his time in Ben He really, yeah. he, he, gave them, he gave them plenty of opportunities. And he also saw Harden and Ibaka walk out the door. You know what I mean? Like, well, Ibaka left after he left. But he saw James Harden walk out the door. And it's so funny. Someone made a great point, and I think it was Isaiah Thomas on first take. He was like, all Kevin Durant did was recreate and go to state what he already had in Oklahoma City. Abaka like Draymond Green, Harden like, you know, Clay, but obviously maybe even more explosive offensively, and Curry like Westbrook. He had his own big three slash potentially big four in OKC, the GM, the front office of OKC has got to take a hit in this, Ray. And they've been – they've gone away. You know, we criticized them a little bit with that Harden trade, but it turned out to be the worst trade, Ray. Let's be, let's be real, you know? Well, I don't know if you could get on the GM as much as you get on the owner, right? Because the owner said, look, I don't want to pay the luxury tax. Bennett said he, didn't, he wasn't well, willing to pay I mean, the luxury yeah. tax, right? So – so they said, okay, you got to trade one of those big three. And obviously, you know, even with Harden doing his thing this year, uh, you'd, you'd do the same. You'd keep Durant Westbrook over Harden, Harden on third guy in that three-man rotation, especially coming off the finals that he had in the tough finals as a rookie. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. It's kind of like when Brian Cashman, you know, was the GM or is the GM, but what was, was – under George Steiner's intense scrutiny, when when the boss says you got to do something, you know, but he's still the owner. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to that Oklahoma City. But the question I have for you though is, is okay. So, so we talked about this a little bit off air, but a does Durant stay past two years? And B, if he yeah. does, what does this team do, if anything, to get better? And then and then how does the league? You know, adjust to this team that they're all in their 20s, and how do you build a team around it? How do you build a team to compete with these guys? <laughs> the onus is on the rest of the league, and I'm going to give you two teams that have the closest potential to step up. But I say, and, you know, all reports that are being leaked out is that Curry and Durant are both going to stay. Uh, Clay and Draymond are still under contract for at least two or three more years. The peripheral players, you know, the young McCaw, who actually played well. Iguodala is the only free agent, and David West. I think Zaza was a two-year deal, I believe. So, you know, Barnes just got there. You don't know. So I think what they'll do is, like, the Heat, there will be different veterans. Maybe a Vince Carter joins them. 
maybe a CJ Mile. You know, you'll have different random veterans that are like, I want to play with these guys. I want a chip, right? There's always going to be guys that want that. And so that, that will take care of itself organically. But I think the main four slash maybe, you know, if Iguodala stay, I don't see Iguodala leaving because I think he made a lot of money in his first two contracts with Philly. Um, maybe he wants to leave and go somewhere, but I, I actually see him staying. The question, and then Livingston's still on the contract, I think, at least one more year. So once Curry and Durant resign, um, they're, they're just they're set to go. And I and – I, the only one that I think that potentially I could see leaving, and whenever I don't know when his deal is up, it's either two or three years, is Clay Thompson. I could see him saying, maybe I want to go to L.A. and try to see if I can build something on my own. or go. You know what I mean? That's the one. But as far as the rest of the NBA, you have to have a, a, a two-year plan in place where you're saying, I've got to compete for a 17 season and an 18 season <clears throat> to try to – match up and it's such a weird matchup because how do you match up against a six eleven small forward? How do you match up against the six eight versatile power forward who can guard two through five? You know, how do you match up for the, the shooting, the the you know, it's total unselfishness. So when I look at the Spurs I say, I don't trust Lamarcus Aldridge enough. So I know Kawhi needs more help. I do think Parker and Ginobili both might retire. Maybe one comes back. And maybe even if two come back, I think they're over there, way over the hill. I think they need to either sign Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry. And I don't know if I would keep Marcus Aldridge. I might say I can maybe do better and trade him. Or maybe you don't re-sign Gasol, who's a free agent, and David Lee, and see if you could bring in uh, a different piece for that. Maybe a Blake Griffin wants to come down there instead of a Chris Paul. I don't know. But the Spurs are closer than most teams, right? And you trust organization, you trust pop. You look at the Celtics. They have the number one pick in Isaiah Thomas, those two chips. I would say you move Isaiah because Isaiah is the one that you don't know if you can trust. Um, In terms of 29, you don't want to give him a max deal, stuff like that. So I believe we have a caller. But you know what I mean? Like, so Boston is the closest to challenging Cleveland, and I believe the Spurs potentially, and if the Clippers stay together and ever stay healthy, you know, I don't know if OKC can get enough shooting. So right now it's looking like Cavs Warriors again, but then you question what do the Cavs do? Do they get Paul George? Do they get Carmelo? Do you know what I mean? In terms of do they get Blake Griffin? Does Chris Paul come? How do they improve on what they have, and will LeBron stay past one year? So you want to bring this caller in and see what they're thinking? Yeah, I'm having some calling in here. Yeah, tight. what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, man. Ain't talked to y'all in a while, man. This is Nas down here in Atlanta, what's up, man. man. Oh, hey, Nas. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard from you since football oh. season. I, I, th- I think what happened. Yeah, I think yeah. what happened to Nas. He got he he was all you got all worked up against uh, your boy Matt Ryan and then Matty Ice. Decided to turn it around on all of us because we were ready to we were ready to knock him. But but uh, you know what? Tip your hat to him because he turned it around, had himself a great season. But we're happy to have you back. Let's, let's yeah, talk. I won let's a lot talk. of money on that Super Bowl because I knew what was going to happen somehow, some way. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. So okay. it is what it is. Before you break down the finals, let me ask you this: Before you break down the finals, how nice was it to have Mike Vick and Roddy White? 
signed with the Falcons to retire as Falcons. Was that uh, was that well received? Was it appreciated? And I, I thought it was great, but I'm not in Atlanta. What did you guys think? What a some kind of honorary thing. It was weird how they worded it because everything is the same down here. So the people who liked Vic back in the day, uh, they were fully supporting and happy to see him come back. And the people who hate Mike Vick's guts, they were just as adamant. Why are they supporting this guy? Why are they honoring him? So it was that that same type of thing down here. Atlanta radio was on fire, of course, because of that. So, you know, it was weird. But I I was glad to see it happen, man. Mike Vick deserves it. Uh, He deserves to be in the ring of honor in Atlanta. He's not a Hall of Famer. But for that franchise, uh, that's why they have that new stadium. That's the house that Mike Vick built. He after sellout season and made it a thing down here before the Matt Ryan era when we started getting competent coaching and better uh, general managing, and now we are, I guess we're an adequate franchise, I guess. I think I can say that. Oh, you are. You have a good time the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So. You you might have the the Super Bowl loser blues. And Roddy White, he's he's the best Falcons receiver, so they got to give him his respect. Yeah, no, you guys are on up and rise. So break it down. What did you think before the series, and then what you what do you what are your thoughts after? Now I wish I had came on with you guys so y'all could have heard it, but I said it, you know, many other places. I said Golden State in five, so I, I called it right, and you know, I'm kind of happy about that. But the series was what I thought it was. Uh, we saw LeBron Henry uh, basically swinging <laughs> the hammer against the machine. Like you're not gonna beat the machine. It's great as great as he is. There was no way he was beating that team. That team was perfectly placed, perfectly put together, chemistry, everything was right. Draymond was willing to take less shots to bring in KD and make them, uh, you know, one of those all-timer type of teams. So, I mean, they they were just better, period. Like, there was no way Cleveland was going to win that series. So, it was good to watch good basketball, man. No sympathy. You got to take the L. Yeah. But what did you think about game three? Did LeBron – Kyrie, the dancing was probably wrong, but LeBron passing the cover – instead of, you know, forcing the issue and penetrating on Durant and, and, and Draymond, did LeBron make the right move? And, honestly, if Corver hits that shot, you know, they, they probably win that game and it's 2-2. So what were your thoughts about that situation? Uh, I'll say this first. If they win game three, I don't think they win game four. Agreed. Like if I, they don't come <laughs> out and shoot, they don't score 89 <laughs> points in the first half, yeah, they don't. They don't have the team motivation in game in game. Oh, that's uh, hard to say, man. Tristan, Tristan, find, listen. They almost won game three with Tristan not even finding the address of the arena. The question of this yeah. series is: Look, remember last year, Tristan gave you ten and ten. This series, he only played good in a game and a half. I think if Tristan showed up the whole series, I think it's a different series. I don't think it's yeah. But well, 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 let's, well, let's say this though. That far off. Yeah, but let's huh? say this though. Is Tristan Thompson good enough to where you can just pencil in he's going to have X amount of good games in a series where he doesn't have a physical mismatch to where he's just way stronger than somebody? Because I, I don't see that with him. I see him as a okay yeah. – he, he's a okay, good rebounder, and what else does he provide? Yeah, but you didn't even get that effort. You had in three games 2.7 points, but only like three or four boards. So, I mean, he wasn't giving you – at least you could say Tristan's good for 8 to 11 rebounds. He wasn't even giving you anything. So that yeah, but bizarre. I think it – okay, but, but, but let's – yeah, but I don't know about bizarre, though, because I go with this. If I'm, if I'm the, the Warriors and I tell Zaza, your only 
real task is keeping him off the offensive boards and making sure that the lane is clear as far as dealing with Tristan. Push him around, get as physical with him as he's going to get with everybody else. And then Tristan started looking like the 6'9", 260 guy that he is. Like, I, I just don't see Tristan as that skilled or talented. And I don't know about that signing of him, that re-signing, <laughs> honestly. No, but no, LeBron, I, I get what you're saying, LeBron's man. But GM. You're right about that. LeBron, the GM, has got to take some criticism. Not so much yeah, with Derek Williams and, and Darren Williams and Kyle Korver, but more so with the salary that you gave J.R. and Tristan. They are way overpaid, and now it's biting you in the butt in terms of adding better talent to the roster. So I totally agree with that point. Totally. But, but here's yeah. the thing, fellas. Listen, listen to, to this. If, if you're putting on your crystal ball, she, uh, Cleveland put together a decent team. That's a very good team Cleveland has. In any other era, you know, they're a championship contender. They just aren't configured to beat this Golden State team, especially when they beat them last year. So Golden State not only has the talent and the mismatches, they have the incentive because they lost in Game 7. So I'm not sure that Griffin and the Cavs organization could have done much better with the free agents that were out there. So they put together as good a team as they, as they, as they could, but just – they just had no chance. They just had no chance against this. There's nothing that Cleveland did, and maybe LeBron in the post is the only thing that's the only mismatch they have. Despite the fact that he's the best player in the league, they just are not as deep. They're not as good offensively. They're not as good defensively. They can't go for 48 minutes. So they just were doomed. They had no chance. That, yeah, that's what I'm going with, man. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me just throw this qualifier out there. Just, just let me get just let me give you this one qualifier. If we go back to the Jordan second three-peat, if the Utah Jazz suddenly get the second-best player in the league at the time in Hakeem Olajuwon, do you think Mike gets that three-peat? Because I think we take this levels of greatness thing a little far and start thinking that guys can do things that just might not be possible, man. Put Dream on that Utah team. Is Mike three-peat? That's a great point because, let's be honest, Jordan never really banged heads with Dream and one thing I will say, as history is going on, there's two players that I bang the table for that have somehow gotten lesser, and their greatness to me is supreme, and that's Hakeem Olajuwon and Charles Barkley. Two players yep. that I think are somehow falling out of the top ten you could when put, you we could, could debate that they're both top ten in some way. You, you could put you know Moses I mean? Malone in there, too. Uh, cause yep. Moses, yeah, Moses, too. Moses back, has been Houston. No, you're right. Moses, Moses was incredible. But let me ask you this. Give us your thoughts on now. Four scoring titles, MVP, finals MVP, even though he jumped shit from OKC to Golden State, where in the, in, in the small forward category and where in the current NBA would you rank Mr. Kevin Durant? And I love the commercial after the game. The commercial was bananas. Jay-Z gets props for that. Yeah. Uh, well, KD is the second best player in the NBA still, of course. Uh, great small forward, all-time talent, Hall of Famer. And however this goes, as far as this Golden State team they put together, and if they create a little dynasty to where they, they end up getting a few chips together and we got to put them up there with all those other teams, then that's going to push him a little higher among the rankings. He won't have the numbers because he won't, you know, be stat accumulating like he would have done in OKC, but he can have that legacy to and where he's one of those two, three, four chip guys. It, those, 
Those numbers are still yep. going to be pretty darn good. Don't sleep on that. He'll get his points. He'll he'll wind up a top five all time scorer. I believe. I do believe that. Yeah, well, it looks he, like he it. Also, yeah, he also came in the league after one year at Texas, and he's in a league where offense, you know, suits his game, shooting threes at six eleven, you know, and and, and a ninety percent free throw shooter. But he, here's the question: Now we, we've been throwing this around a little bit. Where do you put? Kevin Durant, in terms of his all-time status, right? We talked about this off-air about guys like at the small forward position, let's say. So you got LeBron, you got Larry Bird, you've got Dr. J, you've got Havlicek, you've got Elgin Baylor. Now, before he won a championship, I said all of those guys, pretty much, and maybe Elgin Baylor didn't win anything. So all those guys have a have a head, uh, you know, a leg up on him, but. If he wins one, let's say two at Golden State, who knows if he stays past next year? What do you think about his projected, you know, his trajectory at the small forward position all time? I mean, talent-wise, he's right up there or better than some of those guys. So it's, this is just a thing of does he get the jewelry? Does he get the prestige? So it, it, how how his career goes from now on, that's the determining factor. If, if he ends up on one of those legacy teams, then yeah, he's going he's going to jump over all of those guys. Uh, and then you'll end up in an emotional place to where if you're a Bird guy or you're a Durant guy, you know what I mean? It'll end up in that space because talent-wise, he he's right there with all of them. Bird, Bird's career ended at least two or three years early because of the back. I think Durant mm-hmm. will pass Bird, especially if he gets two or three chips. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, like, look, man, talent-wise, look, Durant is everything we all knew he was, was going to be from the first time we saw him play. So this is one of those guys who's actually lived up to the hype, and he decided, and I got to say this too because I think we missed this, the media created a situation where if you don't have a chip, they can tarnish your legacy and act like you were just a player accumulating counting stats. And that's forcing players to, yeah, make decisions like he made. So people go criticize him, but okay, well, now he has the ring. You can't say that to him anymore. So now he's going for I'm going to be an all-time great if we get these chips based on the team being on my back, uh, me and Steph. So, I mean, that's a great combo. I'll be honest. <laughs> he's better. I'll be honest. He's better than I thought. He's better than I thought. I got to admit, Kevin Durant is better Ooh. than I thought. Because what he did this year, remember, if he doesn't get hurt, he's second or third, but he's in that MVP conversation. He had a great season efficiently, um, uh, defensively, Kevin Durant's season was, was – was, he was doing, what, like 27-8-6 for a minute? Or 27-8-5? Like, Durant was balling. He was blocking shots over one a game. He had a great season, and it's like, don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, I mean, just think about it, though. This, this was easy work, though. This is easy work for him. He's never had to play – he's never played with this much talent, uh, this, you know – little amount of defensive responsibility compared to what he used to have, where they were always in a scramble. Uh, their offense was always kind of ragged and a lot of one-on-one with him or Westbrook. Now he's really in a system that he feels comfortable in, and he actually gets spacing, which is the biggest factor in all of this. you got to deal with Kevin Durant with spacing. You can't <laughs> hedge and cheat as much as you want to. Dude, <laughs> That's the a problem. Is this, before, before we have to go and end the show, the question is this. Um, Oh, by the way, I like this. Uh, Jeremy Macklin agrees with the Baltimore Ravens. 
But let me ask you this. What does LeBron do? He might only stay one year in Cleveland, or he, you know, he might go to L.A., Clippers, or Lakers, but does LeBron try to get Paul George? Does he try to get Blake Griffin? Does he try to get Carmelo? What does LeBron do to fight this monster of the Warriors? What, what, do, you, what do you see? Well, that's the thing. If he wants to stay, and I think he will, but I hate to speculate on that because we've been wrong a whole lot on that. But I, I, I oh, say yeah. you move Kevin Lo- you move Kevin Love, and you get back Melo and whatever spare parts you can, and then you sign a couple free agents because they just don't have the pieces to make a lot of moves. I mean, who wants their draft picks? Maybe you can move those. But besides that, they don't have much that's really a tradable asset. Uh, I don't know if anybody really wants Tristan or if you get back what, you know, what you'd be giving up and giving up Tristan, so you're probably stuck with him now. But uh, Kevin Love is the only movable asset. I would be willing to move Kyrie, but I don't think other people see that as sensible because I think they they value Kyrie way higher than I do. But uh, as far as for what's what's reasonable, I say you move uh, him and get and get Kevin Love. I mean, uh, get Carmelo and you you shoot it out with him. That's all you got. But I don't think you can get Paul George or what you have. Yeah, I think quite a draft. In quite an off season, there's going to be so many moves. I I would predict that this league, from you know Gordon Hayward going to Boston, you don't know if they're going to trade Isaiah Thomas or trade the first pick. Um, you know, there's rumors about Porzingis going for the first pick. There's rumors about Jimmy Butler maybe you know going somewhere. You don't know if Chris Paul goes to Cleveland. What happens to Blake Griffin? This off season is going to be huge. I I, I yep. cannot wait for the 22nd. Draft night, and I guess free agency starts July 1st, like always. So stay tuned and strap your boots in. We'll be talking about it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, we got arms race, man. We got arms race now. Well, so everybody got to tool up. Exactly, but it's going to come down to four or five teams. It's not, a, it's not a league anymore where, you know, ten teams have a chance. It's going to come down to four or five at most, and really it's going to come down to three probably. Yeah, yeah, but, but right, that, that's what – I mean, Tay, that's what it's always been, though. If we're being honest, you know, it's always been little little monopolies yeah. running it for a couple of years and then somebody else and then somebody else. Lakers, Celts, Rockets, Bulls, you know what I mean? No, that's a good point, and, and you know – Well, you know, you Every team thinks they have a chance, but if you look deep down, you really don't. <laughs> You're not in Golden State. Yeah, the, the one outlier I can think of is that Pistons team that beat the Lakers that time. Uh, you know, to, yeah. to beat the Shaq and Kobe Lakers at the end of their, their run. That's the right. one team I can think of. Everybody else is say, Hall of Famers and All-Stars. Right, and that's the thing. And we always say that's the exception in the last, you know, 40 years. The, the team that doesn't have at least two Hall of Famers on their right. team. I guess the Rockets' first season, they don't have a second Hall of Famer. They had Akeem, but they didn't play against Jordan, and then, and then Drexler comes the second season. But you know what? You need at least two Hall of Famers and three to four for, you know, All-Stars at some point. And people made a good point. They said, forget, don't forget Andre Iguodala was an All-Star for a lot of his career, you know, for four or five years yep. of his career when he was at Easter Conference. So the, the, the Golden State Warriors have five All-Stars on their team. And Sean Livingston is nobody's chunk. That kid is nice. Yeah, just the (laughs) versatility, man, that that provides, to have Livingston and and Iguodala coming off the bench. And all Iggy's responsibilities are defend really well, get out in the passing lanes, uh, push the pace, get a couple dunks if you can. You know what I mean? Like, 
hit an open three or two. Like, that's all his responsibility. It's honestly the best roster construction, and if not ever, and in, in so long. Maybe you and, could and say eighty-seven. Dude, I hate to sound like a hater. And the worst part about it to me is, which makes me so mad about the Warriors, is so much of it is luck. Nobody knew Steph would go from a fringe all-star to a damn MVP, legit MVP. Nobody knew that David Lee getting hurt would make you realize Jermaine Draymond was better than him and you shipped David Lee out of there afterwards. Like, all of these coincidences just happened. At the same time, oh, and, and now Thompson. we're looking at a dynasty Thompson, problem. Clay Thompson was drafted, what, 11? Nobody saw Clay to be there. Yeah. They thought he not, a, not an elite defender. We say he's a knockdown shooter, nice piece to add with Steph. Nobody thought he'd be an elite defender. No. 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 It's, it's, been, it's been incredible. So, listen, we got to run, man. Uh, we'll probably be back on Friday, but we'll definitely be covering that NBA draft. So, it should be a lot of fun. And um, thanks for calling, and uh, hopefully my Steelers side bring Le'Veon Bell in the camp and sign him. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> – I can't wait for the football season, man. It's, it's going to be – Man, I got to get back up with y'all guys, man. I'm, uh, man, I'm all I'm hyped up and ca- catching y'all at the end. <laughs> uh, listen, Great call man. as always, guys, man. We really appreciate it. We love talking to you. And, hey, uh, same here, so man. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. All right, have a good one, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. So, great show. I will say this in closing, Ray. Sidney Crosby is climbing into the top four or five all time, two back-to-back consmites, two titles. Um, Murray, the goaltender, you know, just the whole team. But one of the worst calls in Stanley Cup history, and I think the Predators got jerked, and it should have been one nothing, and that might have forced the game seven. That's the only thing I can say about that situation. What were your thoughts on that? You know, both both are true, right? You're absolutely right. The Predators may have won that game in Music City. I got to think game seven in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wins. They just had the experience. They had that it. And Sidney Crosby, when he first won, he was Sid the Kid. And that's uh, 11, 12 years ago. And now he's Sid the Kid with the Is he better than Mario now? Would you pass him, put him past Mario? Wow. Mario Lemieux is Mario Lemieux. Um, I know. know what? I, I wouldn't. You know why? Because you know how, how they say the best ability is availability. So Mario yeah. had the, the Hodgkins, the cancer, the butt. Um, Sidney had, had those two years that he missed because of the concussions. So they both missed a lot of time. And as good as Sid the Kid is, I give the edge a little bit to Super Mario. Super Mario is just physically unbelievable, and they're both a little fragile. So I still give it to Super Mario. I still would give it to Mario as well. But I could easily say when you talk about Bobby Orr, you know, obviously Gretzky is number one, Gordy Howe, Bobby Orr, or Mario, you know, some people like Yager and Messier. But right now Sid is definitely in that top five or six. Without question. Without question. Yeah, and he's got the jewelry now, so uh, so nobody's taking that from him. So yeah, he's the man. And, and and what a good start to Murray's career! Two two Stanley Cup championships of Genny Malkin doing his thing. So that's oh, for Steelers. Close, I mean, that's man. that's like Hockey Town USA went from Detroit to Pittsburgh. 
It sure enough did, and like the Steelers with six rings, the Penguins and the Pirates each have five. So Pittsburgh is, uh, you know, if they ever expand, they'll be like, yo, give us an NBA team because, yo, we win out here. Let's go well, to you Seattle know, and Pittsburgh they, because Pittsburgh wins. They used to have the old school, the Dapper Dan. Remember that? They just, the Dapper Dan, ah! the high school classic <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Uh, Listen, we know it's a great sports town, great sports fans, so if they ever expand, I, I'm sure it would be Seattle and Vegas, but I, I would definitely say put Pittsburgh's ring and put their hat in the ring because um, it's a great sports town. So, look, great show. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, be back Friday. We've definitely got to get into the baseball. My man Aaron Judge and the Yankees are doing it. Nationals, Colorado Rockies, there's a lot going on, but Judge is out of this world. With the home runs, Ray, out of this world. So yeah, I read everybody says that Yankees now may not even go after Bryce Harper. It may change Aaron Judge's success. May change the whole dynamics of baseball because if if you know in a year or two the Yankees don't go and pursue Bruce Bryce Harper, that means Bryce Harper. I would say you stand go after pitching, Ray. Go after pitching. You know, Tanaka is, was supposed to be the man. He hasn't been. And, you know, thanks for Pineda and, and CeCe and, 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 and Savino, uh, you know, we, we could be – we still could go get another arm. So, you're right. I don't think it's Harper. I think it's more about pitching because our back end is, is one of the best in the league. So, if we get another starter – Watch out, the Yankees could make some noise in the American League playoffs this year. So, anyway, we'll be back Friday. Everybody, listen, NBA's over. We got the draft coming up on the 22nd, so we'll definitely, um, you know, have our preview that week, whether that be that Monday or that Wednesday. We'll, we'll be on previewing it, try to get an a insider or a guest for you. But we will definitely talk NBA draft, and then next up is the free agency and all that good stuff. So, we got some baseball and NBA coming up. We tip our hats to the Penguins and to the Warriors. They are champions again, Ray. And throw a little shout-out to Rafael Nadal for his 10th. Oh, yes, Rafael. I must have gone around here. That was, he, you know I like Rafa, man. That was great. And the Joker is having a little cold streak. Let's, uh, you know, he's got to get healthy and get his head right and all that stuff, too. So, listen, it's, it's great. So, anyway, we are out. Great show, and uh, thanks for listening. And we will uh, do a holiday. See you next time. Peace. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.